You're listening to a film podcast exclusively on the Pod Station. Welcome, listeners, to another edition of a film podcast. I'm your host, Mark Latham, and I'm joined with my very special friend, Mr. Mark Holland. Hello, guys. We normally tend to review films and bring you news and gossip from the world of film and movies. Today we are bringing you another gentleman to our table. Well, we're going out of our comfort zone, aren't we? We are massively out of our comfort zone now, yeah. Yeah, massively. Well, that's introduced... Which is kind of how we always are, but we're like even further, we're, we're like lost. There's no, not even a map. So we're going to introduce our other guest this evening. Well, we're going to interview him, aren't we? I've never done an interview before, which is going to be quite interesting. Without further ado, shall we introduce our guest? We should. A gentleman called Franco Giovanni Minio. And hopefully I've pronounced that correctly. No. Minero. Minero? Minero? Mineo. Oh, right. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we allow him to introduce himself? You can't do that. Well, we can because we've literally ballsed it up twice. All right, cool. I mean, I'm not too fast. I can... Yo, yo, my name's, my name's Franco Giovanni Mineo in the hood. Is that all right? That's splendid. That's much better. We've just gone street there. We're out in Birkenhead. Let's get this out of the way. Are you well? I'm well. Franco? I'm all right, yeah, thank you. Yeah, are you well, Mark? Well, I was all right, actually, but I had a trip to Waterstones earlier. Is that where you found that jacket? It's not. <laughs> so we'll go into the jacket later, my friend. It's not a visual show, unfortunately, with it being an audio. Thank Christ, that's all right. We're going to post a picture on social media because you, you will all be, have to see this. You will be you able paid to buy for these, it. But I'll you save. like it, don't you? You like I, it. I, I dig it, man. It's, I think it's pretty sweet. Thank you. Yeah. You're a keeper. I'm yeah, surrounded by fashion idiots. Well, Wait, it's different. Yeah, that's it. And I'm not normal. Yeah. I don't well, follow we know that. Yeah, well, I don't follow a trend. I was in Waterstones, and I was rather perturbed to find that... Jacket. Greta- <laughs> <laughs> I actually found that Greta Thunberg has got a book out. Did you know that? I did. Which I thought was quite ironic, seeing as it's made out of paper. So what I did do is I bought 50 copies, so when the world does go to shit, I can burn them to keep myself warm. <laughs> but in other news, over to you. Well, I'll tell you what, right, well, we're going to do a special show because we've been trying... Do you want to be known as Franco or Fran? <laughs> or Franco will do. Or Julie. Are you sure? Whichever... Yeah. No, Franco. What about good. Julie? Well, Julie? We've... I don't mind that. Pet name? <laughs> we've, been joined... <laughs> we've been joined by Julie, better, <laughs> better known as Franco. Welcome, uh, Julie. Who, who's, Hello. Who is a film director, but as I've just witnessed firsthand, you do many other things, production, editing... Uh, film acting he's quite well he's he's got a full head of hair he's quite fit he's and so I'm feeling quite inferior at this exact moment in time he's quite buff as well yeah he is so we, we brought him in because he's very kindly driven all the way from Hull <coughs> Brig actually oh right okay it's a small town you see, uh, you see I'm from Pudsey but we always make sure that everyone knows it's in Leeds because it's right by the border of Bradford and no one wants to be in Bradford well I, I know the feeling because I'm I'm right Around the border of Scunthorpe, and I don't really want to. You know, if I say that from Scunthorpe, people go. That doesn't Ew. sound right when you say it. Like yeah, that. you have to, What's Scunthorpe? You do have to clarify these things, don't you? So yeah. you're the right side of the border. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not there. I'm not that one. <laughs> when you say you're right around the border of Scunthorpe, that yeah. sounds quite rude. All right, I'm on the outskirts. Is that? Okay, that's better. <laughs> Thank you. So Franco's got a film coming out in the near future, which is—is is this your first film? No, no, no. It's not my. It's not my first film. It's my. Newest, I suppose you can just say. The yeah. most recent. Most recent. And when are we expecting it out? I, I'm hoping to have it done, hopefully by the end of January. It just depends on life. And we'll talk a bit more later, because I'm basically doing um, everything else from, from now on with the film. So 
cool. It's hopefully due out in the new year, early new year. So we thought we'd bring him along and we'd ask him some questions, pump him for information. Or just pump him. Well, I, please, thank you. <laughs> I mean, with that physique, it's like having Mr. Manhattan sitting opposite you. You are very buff, my friend. Yeah. It makes me feel really... He's basically got muscles, but in the places where I'm supposed to have them, and I've got the same size muscles, but when I'm not supposed to have them. He does shop at Ethelostin's, and he's wearing a children's top. Well, thankfully, that jacket won't fit on him, so he's yeah, all probably right. probably would. He'd like this jacket, because well, he's got the same chest size, haven't he? I'm very, I'm very appreciative of the tiny bottle you've given me as well, just to make me feel a bit bigger. I've made all the furniture in this office slightly smaller, so you feel like a giant. Finally. <laughs> it's like having a hobbit in yeah. Hobbiton. Been to his house, it's yeah. the same. He's got his own moat, you know. Does he? No, oh, he's he living the dream. Lake it, Darling. It, it's a lake. That's what he calls it, Lake Darling. Oh, okay, I like it. It is. It's, it's yeah. like going into another world. Yeah. It can't be. Basically, what it means is he can't be asked paying for a gardener. <laughs> but it does look very ethereal when yeah. you go in there. It's like a midsummer night's dream. I, I'm sure I saw a puck. It's really good fight in the bodies as well. Yeah. He's Even not the person we're, incriminating myself. we're no. not interviewing him, but you are very buff. And tell me why you're buff. Is it all the editing you're doing? Yeah, this is all just a, um, an elaborate visual effect. Nice. I, I use. I don't use After Effects. I'm really cheap. I use Motion, <laughs> Apple Motion. He loves Apple products. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Don't like apples. I'll just say that. You brought a tangerine, though, haven't you? I have brought a tangerine. Is there a reason? Is that like a kind of a pet? Is that like a comforter? It's it's an emergency tangerine. Right, in case you need to get like sort of fill up on protein. Yeah. And I also have an emergency chocolate bar, just in case. Which was quite interesting, because the preamble was about how you don't eat sweets, and then suddenly you pull out a half-melted chocolate bar. Well, you thought it was a condom to begin with. I did, the way but that was wrapped. I well, mean, it's a really bad condom, because it's not round, it's square, so I'm not sure what's going on there, my friend. <laughs> to, to be fair, it's been in the car, it's been in my pocket in the car for about four hours, so I'm not surprised. Mm. Yeah. So is that like sort of what, sort of brunch? Not this, brunch. That's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Right. right. Yeah. In, well, indestructible chocolate is what it is. <laughs> yeah, from from Brig, <laughs> the only sweet shop in the entire town. Well, you've been to Brig. You, I have. You, I've had. I've had the five penneth tour. Yeah, you've walked two feet, and that was about it. It was. I was excited to get that. It's the shortest tour in tour history. Yeah, you've seen. You saw the Weatherspoons and the fire station. A treat for the yeah. eyes and ears. Anyway, let's get back to business. What's the name of the film? The name of the film is Brother Red. Okay, what's it about? Bear with me, because I've been editing it for so long, I've almost kind of forgotten. <laughs> it's about the lead character, Sister Green, coming to kill... It's a Kill Bill situation. She's coming to kill my uh, character, Brother Red. She was... Uh, Brother Red has a business where he sells stem cells. This is a very strange storyline. I'll just preface this with that. That's uh, fine. Yeah. Any particular reason why it's strange? Uh, it was the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> my character, Brother Red, sells stem cells. By the seashore. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so he, he'll enroll people to... This sounds even weirder now that I'm thinking about it. He enrolls people to get them pregnant for money so they get paid. And then, you know, the deal is you let me have the stem cells. A genius, isn't it? You know there's a reason why it's not been done before. <laughs> Although it's a business that I like to get into. Mm. The, you know, the first part, obviously. Yeah. You know, I can't be bothered with the last bit. I'll, I'll just... You getting pregnant? No, no. The bit where I assist... Oh, right, okay. I'll, I'll just... Sorry, what are you going to say? I, know, I was just going to say that the, the actual idea isn't too daft because stem cell research is quite big and in terms of longevity, which I've been studying a little bit on, you can pay £10,000 for stem cells directly into your spinal column. Mm, and actually what he, he does is he sells it off to uh, firms. And pharmaceuticals. He'll and he'll also sell it off to like black markets and stuff like yeah. that. Um, that's, that's his business, is basically selling stem cells off to... You know, so he's not a women. nice person. No, he's a very bad boy. He is a mm. bad boy. Did you come up with this idea yourself? Did you write it? Have you produced it? Yeah. I mean, is there anything you haven't done? Besides, 
All the other roles, no. Yeah, I wrote it. <laughs> I'll say as well, when I was coming up with the idea, it was kind of genuinely the first thing that came to mind, and it stuck, and I was like, Christ, why is that the first thing that comes to mind? The Stay Puft Marshmallow, man. Yeah. <laughs> What's your background for doing the film? Is this, You mentioned this wasn't your first one. How, how many have you done before? I suppose I'm going to... I won't credit student films i think i think um since since uni i've got like a, a, a one film a year policy where I'll, I'll basically just try and make one thing a year so i suppose you can kind of call this the the third one out of university okay yeah and what were the other two called um the other one was a continuation of a film that I did in uni it was called uh, innocent little ricky again thinking back to the title i'm like that's interesting but okay i went with it <laughs> Are you taking drugs when you're coming up with these ideas? Or is uh, it like a drug-fueled... He does look like somebody who does drugs, in fairness. Steads. He looks far too Good healthy. Steroids. It's roid rage. Roid, well, it's roid rage, but it's like the creativeness that comes from having roids. Yeah. Not hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got those too, but that's... Well, that's because so of powerlifting, isn't it? It's gonna, yeah. You're going to shit yourself, aren't you, after a yeah, while? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's a problem. <laughs> Tight pants. Yeah. That's why he's got the brown trousers on. <laughs> so where can you find these other films? Uh, so you mentioned the first one. Yeah. The, um, Instant Little Ricky, and what was the second the one? The second one was called Maxwell, which was a feature film script that I had written. I've been, I'm still kind of in the process of writing it, but I, I was like desperate to make something. Just kind of said, screw it, we're going to do this. That's one that I'm uh, extremely proud of today, I'll say, actually, that one. Okay. Yeah. And particular reason? It's just because it's very restrained. Like, uh, loads of films, all my films, up until that point, somebody... It was about somebody killing, somebody always died. It was always really violent. It was always, like, guns, murder, this kind of thing. And I got really, really bored of it. Yeah. So, in the end, I just decided to... I just It felt like a breath of fresh air to just do... Just make a film about people. Okay. Just make a film that was just normal. Instead of being really, really weird. <laughs> is weird your thing, then? I think weird is my thing, but... I get tired of weird sometimes. Are these films backed by anyone or a studio or is this all on your own steam? I would love to say that I have um, studio funding, wide release, but no, it's it's literally just doing stuff on the cheap for free or literally just getting my hands on whatever I can. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to say that I have a budget for these things, but I don't. It's It's literally what I can scrounge around and grab. And if I have to make something for the film, I will make something. It's It's... Proper like guerrilla DIY run and gun filmmaking, like wow. every single time. Tell us a bit more of that because I know that you have made a lot of the props, haven't you yourself? Mm, yeah. What's the process for those things? I'll just say it starts with the script. So I'll I'll run down the script and think like just just write whatever the hell I want. Yeah. And then <laughs> I'll read the script and think fuck I need to make that. Where's <laughs> well, your problem? Yep. Delete that bit. It's going to be far too expensive. <laughs> nope. I do it anyway. If I can do it, I'll do it. Right. There's one. There's props in Brother Red that I made. I won't say what they were. I'll keep up the. I'll keep up the mystique of what they were. Yes, indeed. Yeah, but there was one that I made in that, and I knew I wanted those kind of props. I make the masks as well. It was in the script that a couple of the thugs were masked, so I just. Um, I already had some masks that I already made that I took and used. It's a proper labour of love, isn't it? It's essentially. I. I'm trying to. The way I described Brother Red at the very least to somebody was a two a two million dollar film on a two hundred quid budget. That's right. how you sold it to me. Yeah, that's that's basically um, the the idea of this film specifically, like to not let 
budgetary Budget, restrictions. Hold, yeah, restrictions hold me back. That's essentially the the whole point of this film, at least, and and a lot of the other films. If I can rig it and it still work, you know, okay, that's what I want to try and to accomplish. And where can people find these films? Uh, they can find them on my YouTube channel, Chicken in a Graveyard. <laughs> Again, the most random name ever. It, that's got a good... Do you, want, do you want to hear the story behind it? I do, it? yeah. Of course yeah. we do. Yeah. Absolutely. Right, it's not very long. Well, sorry, we got it doesn't involve a chicken in a graveyard, does it? Because that really well, is weird. Tell him. Really? Yeah. Wow, go on then. That's it. <laughs> that's the story. You found a chicken in a graveyard? Yeah, I was... Okay, <laughs> I was in a graveyard. As you do. Yeah. Any particular reason? I uh, do feel that requires some sort of qualification. I will admit, I can't remember... Okay. And it wasn't any like intoxication or anything like I just I, I was there and I saw a chicken in a graveyard and it just sounded really funny to me. Just w- was it a live chicken? It was a live chicken just okay. walking through the great just walking wasn't through. Wasn't it New Orleans, was it? it wasn't. No, it was, it was it, no chicken. It, it was in Brig. Classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, classic Brig. Yeah. So Brig basically contains a graveyard. That's just all what Brig has to offer. And a sweet shop. Yeah. It's got, I like it. It's a cool name. Chicken in a graveyard. Yeah, I yeah. like it. I remember when I showed my last film Maxwell, someone just put the hand up at the Q and A. Went, why chicken in a graveyard? And I just went, because it sounds funny. <laughs> I'll get me code. Yeah, hang on. There you go. There's yeah. the noise. Was yes. that was that a, a, an accurate reflection? It was more or less. It was more. She, she kind of went, oh, um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Next. Yeah. Genuinely, there's no other explanation other than like I did have another name before, which was. You know, it was called Fanatic Films, which turns out was already used since like 2009. Okay. And it, yeah, I was going, I was saying that like we're film fanatics making films, and I was going and all that shit. But then, but then I, when I found out it was used, I was like, fuck, I need a new name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Otherwise no one, you're get no one's going to have chicken in a graveyard. I can no. assure you. No, I don't think like Abrams or no, no. They were going to go with Spider in a Beanbag. <laughs> it's got a good, it's got a good ring to it. It has, it has a jingle, Spider yeah. in a Beanbag. Yeah. That hasn't been taken either so you know if you want it JJ um, yeah. take it now yeah you can buy it from us well Harvey Weinstein is going to take it but oh, he's not dude, bothering now dude stay away from Harvey <laughs> that's what they said <laughs> <laughs> in fact to be fair Franco you could get yourself an Oscar I could I've got a couch over there you do you know the score Sorry. mate you know the score it's there waiting. allegedly 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 <laughs> Biden the beanbag is very good along mm. with um, Toad in the Hole I like Toad in the Hole I think it's gone is it gone? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. What about um, Crumpet on a Rainbow? I don't, that one's got, uh, not quite a good... Mm, See, the thing is, know. it's like moonpig.com. What you need to do is pick an adjective and an animal. Yeah. And basically, that's your company name. Yeah. Funkypigeon.com. Adjective, name of an animal. Bumbugs. But what? Bumbugs. Well, that's a porn film I think you've been watching. Um, <laughs> that's his next one out yeah, next yeah. year. Yeah, it's a new film, a different genre. Spoilers. So you, you you have a rule, don't you, that one film per year. Yeah. Is that the full year for writing it, coming up with the ideas, making it, editing it? I'll say it's a little bit loose, because I spend the first half of the year thinking, what the fuck am I going to do? Right. Like, I spent, like, the first half of this year, I had this other idea that I was, like, dead set on doing it. I was going to try and shoot it, some of it in Manchester. I was gonna, and I was talking to somebody that I wanted to be in it as well. Um, and I already had another cast member. It was a, it was a follow-up to Innocent Little Ricky, because I had a little storyline that I wanted to not cap off, but kind of, like, expand on a little bit. And again, I was going, this film is so depressing. <laughs> like, nobody smiles. Ugh. I just, I kind of, I got really, really bored of like again the whole depressing characters killing and that, that kind of stuff. And and uh, I'll talk about how kind of specifically we came up with this idea was, 
I was talking to a work friend of mine. We were just talking about 80s action films and how we miss, like, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, commando films where they didn't give a crap about what the hell they did and what they put to film. And, like, The Expendables as well is similar, similar to that. It is what it is. Yeah, you get what you're given and who cares about the storyline it's it's loads of dudes like shooting machine guns well, we talked about this before actually we were saying well i have the benefits of being born in the 70s mm. and brought up in the 80s yeah um which is how i found out he's five years younger than i am but anyway <laughs> his know. loss where we were able to be brought up at the epoch mm. of of movies where yeah. you know if you look at where jim cameron came from from a film called galaxy of terror if you look at how Bill Paxman came from being a screenwriter, and well, not screenwriter. I think he was working in production. All of these people, all through the eighties, on the back of schlock horror film sci-fi, mm. which all came off the back of like sort of Star Wars and things like that. And then you've moved into the eighties genre with Invasion USA, Chuck Norris, and all the classics. And then how they were capitalised on by Expendables, which is literally just bringing back all your mates from the eighties films that were done really well, and and then churning them out. Yeah, that was that was essentially like the idea mm. was we I kind of like just turned to him and said should I just, should we just make an action film and then it just went on from there. Okay. Yeah, and it, we we went with that similar idea of like just 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 the no shits given really root root of making uh, films where it's like screw storyline. Let's just have kind of big exciting action sequences. I'm a little bit ashamed to say that the story was kind of secondary, but well, it was in the eighties. That's yeah. true. That's true. Because I wanted to kind of base the idea off that kind of style and way of filmmaking, whether that it's more about the spectacle than it is the the storyline. Yeah, I'll admit that I I as bizarre as it is, I do like my I do kind of like my storyline. We've just had uh, a bit of a preview of. Yes, we have. We've had a world exclusive. Yeah. So again, obviously, no spoilers given. Oh fuck! Everybody apparently. dies. Yeah, <laughs> I do say just prefix that for everyone who's a family or friend, which I appreciate is probably a small number of anyone who's listening to this. I do well we say that to every film, everybody dies. So it could be Love Actually, and I usually go, oh, "What happens at the end?" Oh, well, everybody dies. That would be a good ending. Mm. It would be a good ending. <clears throat> well, it'd be a better ending than one. But we'll, we'll... that's another show right <laughs> that's there. That's another show right it there, is. isn't it? A Christmas special. But I am slightly biased, so really the best question to ask: What did you think? I thought it was great. I genuinely did. I mean, the fact that you've got no budget kind of limits everything for a start. So to have got the quality that you have with that limited budget is impressive, to say the least. The fact that you're doing everything from cleaning the teapots right the way through to acting, editing, producing, directing is no small feat to say the least. I'm massively impressed. I think you should be very proud of yourself. And the fact that this isn't your first one and you've managed to do so many others and still to look that young and healthy is quite frankly outrageous because because it it removes all the excuses for why I'm as unhealthy and as unfit as I am, which has always been, oh, well, I work so hard. He's kind of just proven that I'm full of shit. <laughs> so what else? But yeah, I did. I thought it was really, really good. Thank you, man. Are these, I presume these are all people you knew before. Did you know? Because Mark's in it, by the way, shouldn't you? You should lay your cards on that table. That's not a spoiler, we'll just say that. Yeah, Self-praise yeah. is no praise. It has to come from other people, doesn't it? Oh, does it? Well, it does. You were amazing. Thank you. Uh, particularly the mask bit, which made you look a lot more handsome than you are. Yes. But yeah, so... That's my real face. Did you know, Mark, before you did yeah, this film? Yeah, yeah, we did, yeah. The people who were in this film, are they all contacts? Are they all yeah. friends? The only one the only one that I'll say that I didn't know prior to making the film was Jess, who plays Mother Black. 
that was me trying to find somebody to play that role and she her name popped up and she was perfect for the role i think Okay. Yeah. So we yeah. well we met on the set of uh, Victoria, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we and did. We, we had a well. Well, we did meet on a, on a fitting of ABC Murders as we well, did. didn't we? We did. Again, I'm a little bit ashamed to say that I did forget until you reminded me. He is forgettable. What, Who yeah. are you? Hey, <laughs> I just came in for a loaf. <laughs> we ha- our paths had crossed, didn't they? And, yeah, they had, uh, yeah. Because we work in the industry and we're kind of in the same circles, I got a call, mm. which was kind of out of the blue and then you sent me the script didn't you yeah yeah I did well because I remember because I was looking I was going through my usual suspects for for your role as good client. movie yeah <laughs> I was I was going through I, I call them my usual suspects because like there's, there's at least three people from uh, in each film that like the same people if that made sense like an easter <laughs> Not egg perfect yeah. so we didn't go any money mate genius <laughs> yeah that's, um, a, that's just easter egg isn't it every yeah. film just has the same people in. yeah pretty much um, like Ron, Ron, Ron Howard's brother. Yeah. When I was so when I was co- thinking of someone to play Clive, I did have another guy in mind. What? <laughs> I, but he was way better, and you couldn't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was busy. <laughs> but then I was, but then I was thinking of like I was thinking of the stunts and stuff, and I, none of us knew how to <laughs> do stunts and stuff. And then I suddenly remembered a conversation that me and you had on yeah. on uh, base in uh, when we were doing Victoria. That like you were saying you were doing stunt training. I just went, "Oh my god, Mark, the stunts!" And I just texted you instantly. Yeah. I remember I was at work. I was supposed to be doing some work, and I just texted you because I was like, "I need to text him quick." Work. <laughs> okay, so we have to qualify this. Oh, so yes. obviously, you do all of these films in addition to a full time job, which is what then. Well, I was—it's not full time. It's—it's more—it's freelance. I'll okay. Say. I work for BBC Look North in Hull. Right. I work as a, a kind of a part-time technical operator. So, but I do, I do the autocue. I make words move. That's okay. amazing. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, I also do. Go uh, fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> do it, mate. Do That's it. That's what he yeah, said. Where? What's the name? Is that what Harry Grayson does? If you've got the auto cue coming up and you put whatever it is, it does he just read whatever comes up? Yeah, in the yeah, auto-cue? pretty much. He's a legend. Have you, it's have, Harry. Have you, well, have, you, have you seen? Have you seen um, Bruce Almighty? Mm. Yeah, just that. Yeah, <laughs> just that one scene. When you when you make it big time, I can't wait to see your resignation letter come on live news. Mine, not not yours. I'm looking at you, but talking to you. That's that's how it works on yeah. on radio. Don't worry, I, I, I you knew. knew. Yeah, I you knew. knew. Yeah. What's the ultimate aim? I, I appreciate that's a silly question because I kind of probably suspect I know the answer because it's quite logical. But, I mean, do you have, like, a time frame? How easy is it to achieve those sorts of goals? Well, obviously, the, the goal is to make films. Like, uh, the, I want to at least see one in cinema. And if we get to have another one, that's even better, whatever it may be. That's that's the main goal. And in terms of time frame, I don't really have one. It will just kind of... I remember when I first came out of uni, it was like, I need to make a film, like, now. I, I had this stupid idea that I was going to leave uni and then instantly be making feature films. Yeah, that's... Just, just to say all the uni students listening to this, that's, sadly, that's not quite how it works. <laughs> oh, bless him. He's only 24. He's already in a dose of reality, isn't yeah, it? I know. <laughs> we all come out of uni thinking... Is it a bit like Goodwill Hunting? You know, the, the bar scene where the guy's regurgitating what he's learning in the first year? Yeah. Would you say that that's kind of the... Where, the impetus is where you're coming out of uni excited by yeah. the whole fact that you've got your qualification mm-hmm. and you've got all these skills and things and you want to put them into practice before you before you get old and forget them but you know is it kind of that thing too yeah yeah um but at the minute i'm just kind of i've taken a step back from that mindset and just thinking like with brother red i it could go somewhere 
I'm not sure. I, I hope, I really hope it does. But we'll, we'll, it's kind of like I'm more just working on the film instead of working towards being, you know, the, like the next Spielberg or something like that. Because I think, I think that can be a little bit of an unhealthy mindset. Yeah. To yeah. be like, tomorrow I'm going to be, I'm going to be the next, well, it's, what was his name? David F. Sandberg. David F. David F. Sandberg, I think his name is. He oh, did, I know who you mean. Yeah, he directed Annabelle I'm Creation. Shit at names. I've just watched that. Annabelle Creation. Film. I have just binged. Yeah. The entirety of the Conjuring universe. Well, one day really that it. I'll, I'll admit I, I haven't actually seen Annabelle. Cre- I've seen. It's very good. I've seen Lights Out and I've seen Shazam. Right. Well, but, they're not even in the universe, so no idea. No, what you're I, yeah. About. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think you've overrated Annabelle, but we'll have a discussion about that another time. We'll do a Halloween special. Oh, oh, I like it. See how uh, these ideas just yeah. come. No drugs are taken. I feel a bit trippy looking at your jacket. Again, again with the jacket, but he loves it really. Yeah. He's got four at home. He's jealous. He's got the trousers, <laughs> which he's not wearing. I think every person who is, is kind of going into a particular field of industry has these, let's say, delusions of grandeur yeah. because of they're kind of excited by the, the promise of gaining the qualification and everything else and go out into the big wide world mm. where you get chewed out basically yeah and I quite like your when we had a conversation quite liked your attitude for someone who's 24 which is okay to say isn't it yeah who wets himself is, is I find is quite refreshing because I speak to a lot of young people who have no idea I mean I don't know whether you agree my friend there's a lot of people out there who are already doom and gloom and not really thinking of the, the future caught up in the minutiae of life really and mm. um, I thought yours is quite your quite ins- inspiring you must learn a lot more by doing doing it really yeah you do to be com- to be completely honest when I was in uni I didn't really do the work oh I, no that's I, pretty much every student I was, just described yeah yeah I was during uni I was making a film I was making a feature film I, I it ended up being about 90 minutes and it was a it was a feature film called Horseman Rises. Right. Yeah. What was it about? Horseman, and he rises. <laughs> I thought it was going to be about bars and clubs. No, I, I could have done a feature film about that at uni. No, it was it was a <laughs> it was it was a superhero. He film. was a lap dancer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did that idea. It was it was a superhero film. That, okay. Yeah. Starring. Go on, spit it out. You're going to commit to it now. I don't. I've uh, seen it, by the way. Have you really? Is yeah. it on your YouTube channel? Oh no, you haven't seen Horseman Rises. Oh, we're not. No, 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 no. You've seen Horseman vs. Stallion. That was like little. Horseman Rises is um, out of side of nobody outside my little, my tiny little circle of friends. Just you, pretty much. (laughs) I'm the only one that's seen it. And why is that? Because it's shit. No, (laughs) fucking hell, (laughs) go easy on him. Why is that? Because they would hate me if I showed anybody. Really? Yeah. Well, not uh, kind of. It's (laughs) because. Death I threats. went into the sc- I went into making the film with literally no script. We did it like, like what what scene are we going to shoot today? A fight scene is basically how we made it. Got yeah, so it was all improv. The whole we improved almost literally that the entire thing. I did maybe write some lines for the day, and we had we kind of had an idea what we were going to shoot on the day. To be honest, that was the best film school I've ever had. Uh, there's two actually. I'll say um that one. I'll say because I'm not going to say it's it's Titanic. I'm not going to say it's like an amazing Oscar-worthy movie, even though I might have thought so at the time. True story. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I some again delusions. I thought to myself that this is going to get me like big. It didn't. I'm glad. You do realise you're describing everybody else's youth, so oh, yeah. you, you, you feel proud about yeah. this because we we're, we can all sympathise <laughs> yeah. here. It it's, might be in different fields, but we've all yeah. been there. Well, it, it was a great film score because it. 
I learnt about basically producing, getting people out, getting people to t together to make something. I, it was the first time I ever made a piece of costume, which was a giant, almost like cape with a with an insignia on it and everything, like a I, shower curtain. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it was rubber as well. I'll just say. What? It, yeah. Isn't that like a blanket you cover a bed with? What so, rubber? Oh, hang on. Sorry, I've been to too many clubs in London. That's, fair. Well, fair, actually, fair. well, there's your problem. <laughs> they love all that down south. Yeah. Oh, I know where to go then. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for the it's a true story. Yeah. Actually, I'll tell you that another time. Oh, man. That's my experience of creativity. <laughs> anyway. Um, where were we? <laughs> yeah, back to the rubber. Yeah. But yeah, so that, that was like the greatest film school for me because our uni itself didn't really work for me. So like the qualification is great, but I think making a film, just, just going out and making a film is, is one of the better film schools you can have. The other great film school I'll actually say is doing extras work. The, re the reason for that is because you're on set, you get to see how things work. In uni, I didn't really know, I didn't know what a first AD was. I didn't know what a second, third, you know, a I didn't really know what any of these job roles did. We were told that they exist, but I didn't know what they did. Yeah. But going out and seeing how a film or TV show is made is, is genuinely eye-opening for any filmmaker. So I think if there's any filmmakers out there that want to make films, a, make one, which I know sounds difficult because I don't have a camera or I don't have any actors. Well, you just what do you have around you, first of all? Uh, and then the other thing is, if you can do extras work, just to kind of see how... Obviously, you're not going to be able to do that level because... No, but at least it gives you some aspirations to aim towards, I guess. Yeah, and you can kind of take what you've learned and kind of channel that into your own work. That's what I did almost immediately after... A first, my first few days as an extra. The next film that I did, the quality I think was uh, way better than the last one I did. Fantastic. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's, it's not, aspirational. It is. I don't think it's an unusual thing from a creative background to not be fully happy with what you've produced because you're you're quite creative, aren't you, Mark? Yeah, you're never happy with you. The problem is because you're looking at it in such minute detail, you can always spot the flaws mm. even when nobody else can. Yeah. So there'll always be things even when it's more than good enough where mm. you'll still sit there feeling unhappy. Yeah. But sometimes you just got to just let it release it, haven't yeah. you, really? There's things that I do and I think, well, not really happy with it. I like that jacket. That's the one thing about my fashion, isn't it? Take it's, it off. It's, uh, <laughs> I I'm not letting this go. This is a bone and I've well and truly got hold of this bone. <laughs> boner? I thought, I thought, I thought, I, actually, I thought you said boner. <laughs> yeah. And it does have that effect. <laughs> he's got the bone and he's not boner and he's not letting go. Well, it's not, I can see. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I wish you would, to be fair, yeah. because you need to play with those channels. Yeah, I've got a four-hour drive back. That's not an image I want to see. Well, which, why, where are you going? It's only a two-and-a-half-mile, two-and-a-half-hour journey. To be fair, it took me four hours to get here. Where oh have you come gosh. from? Brink. I, I take, right, when I was coming to you, it took me two-and-a-half hours. I think, I think, like, getting... Did you go via Kendall? <laughs> it's miles away, you know. It's not. It's it about, is. it's not, 140 miles away it is. Get, getting, on the way back, it, it took, it take, it'll take me two, two-and-a-half hours. Getting in is the issue. Right, well, you know when you go to the wrong road, that'll do that. So yeah, that, that, that is true. Uh, thanks for the advice. I know. I know what I went wrong. The, the might yeah. lay them sat nav coming out next Christmas. <laughs> yeah, get it now, Tom. Tom with my voiceover. I'll, turn I'll buy that. Yeah. that turn left, cheeky. Oh, yeah. oh, you're arrived. Mm. I'll admit. Next road on the left. Park in mm. my slot. Yes, get I'll it. admit if if that voice came out of my sat nav, I think I'd have to stop it on the side of the road. Pull into a lay-by. Hell yeah. yeah. True story, quick interruption. Uh, went to a party last week and somebody insisted on playing one of those games. You know where you have on your mobile phone and 
that there's like a name or something and they hold the phone to their forehead oh, yeah. and they've mm-hmm. got to either ask questions or guess based on what people are saying and what have you. And um, this particular girl was doing one and Yoda was the name on the phone. And she knew it was, it was movie characters. Well, it was supposed to be movie characters. Mm. And so one of the one of the people playing the game started doing an impression of Yoda. Now, bearing in mind, she knew that the, the subject was movie characters. She then proceeded to guess that the answer to that impression was Irish. <laughs> Excuse me? So the guy was doing an impression of Yoda, which she thought was an impression of an Irish person. And in this game, you can you can vocalise, can't you? Yes. So it's not as if he's miming it or doing no, sort he was, of he sounds was doing, like... he was doing an impression of Yoda. Right, how is it going? Well, I'm not going to do that impression. Rubbish with impressions. It'll sound like a Yorkshire Yoda. Way, put it this way, I'm a quite a critical person by my very nature. Are you? I haven't um, noticed. No, I am, seriously. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't have gathered that about, about the, uh, the, the, jacket. the jacket. Yeah, about the jacket. <laughs> Even by my very hefty standards, it was an alright impression of Yoda. There was no reason why anyone in their good sense wouldn't have recognised it was Yoda, so... Was it an age thing? Because, you know, when I make some, some jokes, they don't always land, and it's usually because they're snowflakes. Mm. What we tend to do, if I'm not being too premature... Just checking for a change. Yeah, yeah. it's because I'm wearing the jacket. It's, it's to keep you safe. We normally rate our films that we review. Oh right. So I think it would be in keeping, having seen the said film, to rate it. Now clarify it because I can't remember. Do we do out of five or out of ten? I think you said five and I said ten, and then we also said do we do thumbs up, thumbs down? And I said let's do a thumbs up and not give it a ten. And you said it's far too complicated. So I'm not sure to answer your question. Let's say 10, because most people go 10. Well, uh, do you know what? I'm, I'm not going to do I'm going to do a thumbs up as opposed to the scoring, only because I think it's unfair to try and put it as a, a ranking, bearing in mind that our usual scores out of 10 are Hollywood budget films. It would be ridiculous to try and compare these two just from budgetary requirements. Well, but I thought it was brilliant. I really did enjoy it. I thought it's a, a really impressive piece of work, mate. Uh, I am massively impressed Thank you. Uh, for what for what my opinion matters <laughs> in this world. Well, I think it matters, doesn't it? Because he's yeah. he's your customer base. Yeah, yeah. Not not a middle aged um, Yorkshire Idiot. man. <laughs> I slightly biased because I was sort of involved in the in the process as okay. such. But I'm going to mark it out of ten. But what I'm what what I'm going to base it on is the fact that it is an indie film and it is based on what we've already talked about. Definitely a thumbs up for me, and I'm going to go with an eight. And that also includes a point of me being biased. <laughs> so it was going to get a seven. It's come out really, really well. I think also for the quality of the fact that you've written the theme tune, sung the theme tune. And, and there isn't anything you haven't done, is there, really? More or less. Besides besides a lot of the other characters now. Wow. Well, also the stuff. Do you play an instrument? I, know, I presume you play the instrument. Yeah, I play, I play guitar. Kazoo. Kazoo, yeah. Thank you. That's, that's what that song was. It's, uh, the one that was quite crackly is him on a on a comb. Yeah, <laughs> through a through a piece of tissue paper. Yeah, you know, you know when um, Hans Zimmer was making the Joker theme and he was doing like oh, like pencils on stuff. I decided to do something similar, but like just with which codes. Joker? <laughs> uh, Heath Ledger's. Yeah, the classic one. Yeah, the, the proper one. The proper one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. We're back into it again. You can't yeah, help let's it. Let's not go down that alley. Me and him had so many meetings of mine. Let's not go down that alley. Know, yeah. The last people who went down there were his uh, were Batman's parents and look how <laughs> yeah, that ended yeah. up. Oh, that's true. She lost a pearl necklace. Yeah. Poor thing. <laughs> True story. There's pearls everywhere. You don't, so, uh, you so, don't want to know where they are now. Well, down a gutter. <laughs> yeah, let's just say that. Mine. <laughs> Your gutter. Yeah, my gutter. 
have you got any more questions for this wonderful director? I don't. I really do appreciate it. Now, I presume you're on the social medias. I am on the social media. Where can we find you on social media? So you can find me at Instagram at chicken underscore in underscore a underscore <laughs> graveyard. I know. Genius it's all right. It's still better than Mark's. And then I've also got YouTube, which is just, again, chicken in a graveyard. And then we've got uh, Twitter, which I don't use too much, but that's at pointless flames. I think it's at pointless underscore flames. Cool. Yeah. Don't ask me to explain that name. <laughs> Go on then. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> you, can, you can't say things like that in an interview and not expect me to not want really. to follow through with the question. Do you think you're going to do now is just walk off? Yeah, or follow through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry about the smell. <laughs> so go on then, explain the name. Again, it was literally just the same thing as Chicken in the Graveyard. It just sounded really funny to me. I think because I wanted to... Uh, originally, my, my ident was going to be the logo in fire. For literally no other reason than I just thought it looked cool. So it was like pointless flames. That was, that was you must have so much fun on your own laughing to yourself over on yeah. just nonsense. Yeah, I, you should see my little, my little corner in my house. Actually, no, don't. Leave stay out of my is, corner. Isn't that Brig? Yeah, that is, actually. <laughs> the actual cut. I can sympathise with sitting on my own thinking I'm funny. I've, I've, we've all been there. Rocking yeah. naked, covered in bingo dabbers. Yeah. yeah. Who hasn't been in? <laughs> if you haven't, why not message us? Yeah. On the socials. On the socials, with basically chicken underscore hashtag asterisk yeah. ampersand in a graveyard hashtag forward slash minus... Can't well, wait to see that. Yeah, indeed. Well, if you've got any questions for Franco, um, send them into a film policy at thepodstation.co.uk. Or if you you want to get in touch with us on social media, you can stick our comments in. It's at Film Policy. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and we can pass them all on to him so you can get his feedback. I thoroughly recommend you go and check out his films. Hopefully, it'll be a big name in the future. Absolutely. At which point, we'll blackmail him with this recording. Oh, yeah. The unedited version. The unedited version. But one more thing before you go: Are you are you allowed to? You have to ask yourself this question. <laughs> um, are you allowed to tell us of any other plans for the future? I don't know. I'm very kind of just like as it comes, pretty much when it when it comes to. It would talk, I assume we're just talking about films in general. Yeah. I, I will say we're, we're. I'm writing something else at the minute, which is kind of in the same. I yeah, I suppose you can say that in the same universe as Brother Red. Um, we're writing it with Jess at the minute. I had a meeting with her earlier on today talking about the idea. But um, So we are working on another another film idea at the minute. Can't wait to get the script. <laughs> Coming your way, man. Oh, again? <laughs> yeah. Hey. Sorry. It's a weird and sordid world, this acting like. I know. I'm like glad to, I'm not. We like to tread the boards together. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I wear these splashbacks. <laughs> So that, I think, is it, is it? Yeah, that wraps it up nicely. Well, thank you very much yeah. for coming, Franco, mate. I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and congratulations on the film. Thank yeah. you. You've invited me. Check out all our shows exclusively on the podstation.co.uk. Get social at the podstation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.